0: Okay, well, welcome to our uh, first-ever uh, audio-only podcast, you know, for those of you out there that uh, uh, maybe don't uh, want to pay attention to a video where we're kind of teach st- teaching stuff, but uh, you do want to just listen to uh, me and Cleavon uh, talk a little bit. We could go over some kind of uh, marketing tips and things like that. So uh, here is my uh, occasional uh, co-host, uh, Clevon. And Clevon, you want to come in here and uh, actually get in front of the microphone? Yep. Hey there, everybody. All right. So we're going to talk about some marketing stuff, right? Uh, well, first off, I think that it's a number. It's a really good idea that uh, you offer the occasional audio-only uh, po- version of your podcast because you don't want to uh, pigeonhole yourself. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. That's kind of the point that I was making is that, you know, we've got a little bit of everything, you know. And do you know where that term uh, pigeonhole came from? It's uh, pigeons love uh, just kind of digging into the ground and making uh, like a little hole for themselves. But, you know, first pigeon that makes the hole, he hops in and the other pigeons go. They don't think to make another hole themselves. They go, ooh, I want that particular hole right there. But, you know, the pigeon that's already in it is like, no, this hole is taken right now. So you can see the, the, the problem that comes from that is that There's too much in this one space, and it's not enough being offered to everybody else. I I didn't know that pigeons actually uh, made holes. Well, let's go ahead and um, start with the the marketing tips. Well, that was a tip. That was the first one right there. That's what I got in my notes right here. Talk about the pigeon hole. Okay, all right. Uh, Well, uh, one of uh, of the big things out there is that... uh, You know, if you're selling a product, right? uh, What you want to do is not so much sell the exact product, but you want to kind of sell the the achievements that you're going to get buying into that particular product. So it's like, what can you do after you have bought it, and how how is that going to improve your life and things like that? That's uh, that's a pretty good observation, actually. I'm surprised. uh, Well, what uh? What, how would you how would you say that applies to say somebody that owns maybe uh, a a pizza store or something like that? So somebody in the food service industry, huh? Uh, well, I guess the product in that case is the uh, the the pizza or the wings that they're selling, uh, maybe the breadsticks or the dip and sauce. So those all f- fall under that broad category of the product. And then you want the the achievement in this case would be that um, you're going to be not healthy because, uh, well, uh, that you're going to be satisfied afterwards. So that you're going to be full, your belly is going to be full or whatever it is, or your kids are going to be fit. You know what? That's probably the big one right there, that in a food situation, it's that you're not thinking about maybe yourself. Uh, you're thinking about feeding your children or your husband or something like that. So you call up and you say, I want to order the pizzas, and then you feel achieved because you basically did the traditional hunt and gather type thing. I guess it doesn't really work if you're just buying it for yourself, though. So if, like, you're a single person, there's what's the sense of achievement in just a product that you consume like that? You know, I feel like maybe we should move on. That's Some of these are good for other things, and some are not that good for other ones. All right, so... Um, well, here's another one you got to figure out you know who your your target audience is and you know what kind of promises are you gonna to make to them and then how uh, are you gonna bring uh, uh, that to life? And you know what I would rather we not talk about uh, pizza or anything like that again because I have a feeling that a lot of the things that I've jotted down over here don't apply to a situation where it the product is put inside of the body, right? Yeah. I mean, Cleveland, I do agree with that. Although, you know, we are looking at a, a future where probably there's going to be some sort of wearable uh, technology. I mean, or maybe even something that goes inside of your body or Google is, I saw an article recently about Google uh, having contact lenses that are somehow computerized or something like that. So maybe, maybe in those situations, you could kind of say that, okay, you, you know, that if you buy into our lifestyle of, oh, holy cow, we've, Somehow we actually have a uh, a phone call. Okay, well I'm just gonna pick it up. <clears throat> Hello, am I am I on the air with uh, Cleavon? Uh, yeah, yes, yeah, sir. Sure. You are indeed. You are on the air. Yeah, I uh, I own a business that sells feathers around town. Can you give me some some tips about that? This is all you, Cleveland. I don't know what a feather business. I mean. Oh, well, yeah. Feathers, huh? You're just kind of, what do you do? Do you bundle them up? Yeah, we kind of gather them together and uh, we, you know, we sell them to to individuals, Uh, It's usually from the back of a truck or something like that. Uh, Okay, so in that case, let me look at my notes here. I I would say that you maybe do have uh, something of a narrow uh, brand. But that doesn't always mean uh, uh, less sales because, you know, the people are going to be out there, so to speak. The the Beatles did not invent uh, teenagers, you know what I'm saying? Or Bob Marley did not um, invent Rastafarians. So there is people probably in your town that could use just a big bag of uh of feathers and and so i mean it is about finding those consumers out there maybe some sort of uh local ad or or something in the maybe a new media ad like a facebook ad or google ads uh, obviously you know if somebody types in like feathers in whatever small town uh you're at then you would want to catch that that person uh right away but i mean maybe something too that you could think about is uh some sort of synergizing with I try to get involved in lots of different businesses, so so maybe is a uh, how do how do you actually uh, get the feathers, sir? Well, I, I I spend most of my days picking up stuff on the side of the road, so occasionally there's a there's a turkey or well you know some sort of wild hen or something like that that uh, that has died, and then I'll put I'll save that in the back of the truck, and then I'll de-feather it and do, do things like that. Well, can I ask you a question? How um. How do in that situation? How do you think that the the animal has uh, passed on? How, what do you think is killing it? Oh, uh, we find a, there's a lot of snakes around there, so maybe it's like a snake bite. Well, all right, so that I hold that thought right there because I would say that um, maybe what you could look into doing is some sort of uh, extraction of the snake venom. And that uh that is a lucrative business right there, sir. I, I'm not sure if you you're familiar with um the price of say like if a, if a rattlesnake bites you uh, you know the uh, antidote to that is, is upwards of about $1,500. So maybe what you could do is you, if you got some fresh livestock, you know, you do have to think about combining your businesses together here. So if you could kind of, uh, get, get the, uh, the venom back out of that animal, then you could take it to a hospital or something like that. Or maybe even take the, uh, the, the deceased hen directly to the hospital and say, is there sort of like a finder's fee or something like that? Um, if for, uh, you know, the new bringing it in and on um, the assumption that this is a snake bit uh creature here sir have you ever um i, I mean are you familiar with the with the prices the current market price uh, i think he hung up well, well that's probably for the better considering we didn't know that this was a call-in show anyway uh yeah that is probably pretty good. So I guess the point that you're making is that someone out there uh wants what you're selling and it's just a it's a matter of connecting with those people and even if it's a kind of uh, at first you might think a narrow audience uh there's always going to be people that are are not necessarily within that niche uh that also want to take part in it sort of sort of like the in this guy's case the I guess the culture of uh, found feathers, uh, you know. Maybe, maybe a, kind of a crafting audience that wants to make their own pillows and things like that. Yeah, that's a good point. And you know what? Sometimes too, it's it, you. You almost have to just trust that uh, the audience, uh, your your buyers, are going to find you. So, for example, I used to uh, I, I used to do some work where we would uh, pick up um, a, like uh, Department of Transportation cones that had gotten really dented up. You know, some of those ones that look like upside down trash cans. People love to just drive into them just for the heck of it and make a big bump in them, you know. So what we would do as kind of like a free service is we would drive around in the truck uh, and, again, synergize in some other jobs that we would be working on, maybe like a lawn mowing job or something, and we would see, oh, this... This traffic thing has, has been seriously bumped up. What we'll do is we'll take it back with us, put it in the back of the truck, and pop out the bumps and things. And uh, we would just kind of collect those up over time. And uh, and what you would find is, is after a while, you know, you'd go to, say, the post office or something like that, and there would be a sign up that says... If you know anything about somebody taking, um, a, you know, these Department of Transportation cones, called us. And then that would be the number that we would um, call up because that's essentially our buyer then has come to us. And, oh, you know, they. of course, it would turn into something of a situation when they would show up and they would say, oh, well, you know, you didn't really have a right to take these. But they would see. And this is a, an important part that the product was good because in the end of the day, we straightened all of those out. So we would say, this was a free service. We didn't know that we were doing anything wrong, but we also fixed up, fixed up your merchandise. Now, can you imagine if you had a broken down uh, Chevy in your driveway or something like that? And somebody just came along, they took it, they fixed it up and then they got in touch with you and they said, do you want your car back? I mean, it is looking nice and pretty. I, i mean i guess what you're saying but but it uh i mean and yes the product is a good product but it sounds kind of like uh i don't even want to say borderline theft i think that actually is just an actual crime that you're describing well you know that's kind of we're sort of mincing words maybe a little bit uh but uh what we would find is that You know, the uh, Department of Transportation is not the only game in town when it comes to uh, cones. And there are private companies out there that use cones. There's people that just buy them uh, to just block off the street for whatever reason. And uh, so, you know, the person that we would get in contact with would see, okay, 50 of these cones are ours. But you do have 25 to, you know, whatever number of other cones out here that are looking pretty nice and straight. And then we would kind of make – we would do like a little bit of a negotiation game. They would be like, I'm going to call the police. And we would say, well, you know, we could give you for a dollar a cone these – you know, you're going to leave here with your 50. You made that clear. But do you want the other 25? And and you'll notice a lot of times with – that's sort of the free coupon philosophy. So if you give somebody a free coupon – to whatever it is, uh, they they will probably leave your store with more than the value of the coupon. So they came in there to spend for free to $25 or whatever, but then nothing there was actually worth $25. So they left there with $50 worth of merchandise. So essentially you gave them like a 50% off coupon, although it said on there to free $25. And that's pretty much the uh, cone, uh, I don't want to say scheme, because that does sound a little bit uh, shady, you know. There's nothing you haven't said in the last few minutes that hasn't sound shady. But, but I guess what you're saying here is that uh, you, you can give people – it's the free philosophy. You know you can give people something for free, but really it's not free because they're going to leave there ha- having spent something at, at your store, right? Is that it? Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm getting at. Uh, So you mentioned earlier, you got to identify who who you're targeting and kind of what you are promising. Have you ever in any of your myriad of jobs? Have you ever uh, had a situation where it um, you didn't actually uh, fulfill on that promise? Well, yeah, you know, there's a lot of, uh, I'm from a small town, we have a lot of mom and pop shops that will uh, crop up from time to time, especially in one location, they have a lot of turnover, it's not a great neighborhood, so, or, or great alley, I, I should say, and uh, so we get kind of like one business after another coming in there, and uh, what what we would do is we would say, hey, you know, you're going to open up your store in a week or whatever, it would look really good, uh for you to uh post up uh your your first uh the bill from your first transaction or whatever you know so maybe they got a uh a, a ten dollar bill and we would say we're, we're gonna frame that for you so uh what, what we would do is we would they would say oh yeah sure 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 we'll and uh, we'd come back and uh we, we would frame up you know, let's say it's ten dollars that was our first thing we would frame up uh, maybe like five dollars and, and uh, then 74 cents or something like that and make a, the quarter slots look really nice and everything and the pennies or whatever it is that that is going to be fr- mounted up and uh, the problem is is people would say oh, it was a 10 I gave you a ten dollar bill to frame and this is you mounted up five dollars and74 cents. And what what people didn't realize is we were actually taking out our cost from that ten dollars, and then we were going to just post up the remainder of it because I thought that that made the most sense at the time. What we really should have been doing is is uh, building into the price structure the uh, the extras that the the cost of us turning that ten dollars into something that was framed. So yeah, and. Uh, this, we did that about three or four times, and I think the first three people maybe just uh, kind of let it go. And they did frame it up because, it did, in the end, it did look nice, and it was some of the money that they had initially made. But um, it, it did come down to uh, one man was very, very upset about that, and uh, and I had to tell him, you know, there's really no way I can track down that uh, that that $10 bill that you gave us because once it gets back into the system, it is pretty much uh, pretty much gone. Um, off the air at Cleveland, you told me that, um, you said any, anyone that is not afraid to work will, will, will land on their feet. And, um, maybe you can kind of elaborate on that. Well, yeah. And I mean, I kind of, that's, a that is another one of those rules that is not, uh, hard and fast all the time because there's been plenty of jobs where, uh, I got up that morning and I said, I, I'm not afraid to do this. And you know, cut to 20 or 30 minutes later, or somebody picks you up in a, tr- a pickup truck or something like that to take you to the job and they're driving too fast and you fall out the back or something. Cause maybe they don't have that back door installed correctly and you, and you land on your back, not your feet. And that does hurt, you know? Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess generally speaking, as long as you're kind of secured in there, maybe, uh, riding up toward more toward the driver and, um, uh, by the window part. You, yeah, that's, I'd say that's accurate. Uh, I mean, I did have a job. Well, here's one. Uh, Consider how you connect with uh, your customers, even if maybe it is not a potential uh, customer. If you just are able to uh, perhaps uh, get them to your website or uh, get them on the phone, Uh, you you know, you can uh, that's when the salesperson has to kind of come through and you you, got to be able to pitch them. Uh, something that maybe they don't even necessarily need. Like I worked, I did a little freelance work for the uh, the the TSA agents. You know, the TSA when you go through the airport. So uh, what would happen is uh, a lot of times people forget their shoes, all right, or they forget one shoe, right? They're in such a tizzy to kind of get through. And maybe they got wiped down or whatever it is they got inspected, and uh, and then we'll just walk off with one like a missing flip flop or something like that, and all that stuff piles up, and uh, that's you would say that that's kind of a byproduct of their business, so they inspect people, and the byproduct would be anything that they have left, right, and all that goes into kind of a central place that uh, anybody can just kind of go up there and say, well, this was mine, and that and that was sort of the freelance um, angle from it. So what I would do is I would. Uh, I would, and essentially, just cold call people and say, "Did you, you know, um, were, did you leave a flip flop or anything like that when the last time that you went to the airport?" And if they did, then I would uh, ask them to describe it. And uh, you know, if you just get people on the phone long enough, it, it's kind of like, "Okay, well, I maybe don't have the flip flop that you were that you definitely lost." But I've got this uh, blue and green one with white stripes, and I got uh, a blue and white one with green stripes that do look pretty nice together. I could sell you them as a pair. Not always do they have the same, are they the same size? But that's something that you can kind of leave out a little bit off over the phone and let them sort of discover it and maybe return it to you later if they don't if they're not happy with it. But the point is is that uh just just connecting with that customer initially is uh is is the most important part, you know. And if you do sound like a, a nice person, and that's kind of um the, the philosophy of like um, getting people to kind of buy into to who you are in a sense, you know? So it would it's kind of buy into your story or the culture of me. In my case, it would be the culture of Cleveland. So, you know, we, I would not start off the conversation talking only about selling flip flops. I would kind of say something like, um, sir or madam, I, I, uh, I could really use some money <laughs> and, uh, and and then we would kind of go from there and they would go oh this guy sounds like he's maybe on hard times even if you know, cleave on is he is always cleaving on let's put it that way even if the times are hard it, it's not that bad but i don't I don't mind people buying into that story that uh i could always use you know a few extra clams in my pocket so uh do i, I don't really have any more tips for today do you think we could let the uh the podcast cast audience uh, go go right now I fell asleep. Are you done? Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, I guess uh, just to visit uh, cartoonsmart.com for uh, things that um, are uh, more intelligent than what you've told us today, and and um, certainly not uh, unlawful. You know what? This is going to be an insult, and I hope that people out there close their ears. And this is truly an insult from Florida, but. There is a cold tomorrow was your name on it, all right? Do you get what I'm saying? You being, I see you were sarcastic with me way too often, all right? And from being from Florida, the days are always warm. So when I say to you, there is a cold tomorrow, I mean it. This has been a production of Cartoonsmart.com Broadcasting.